Stop the music early. I was grooving. Yeah. Had to play the DJ, didn't you? Yeah, well, we can't let him play the whole show. We can. <laughs> we can and we should. <laughs> and in honor of Sam Spade, <laughs> he made that for us. Yeah, we appreciate it. And we appreciate it. Hey, where do you want to start this? I one? don't have a clue, man. There's so much nonsense. Uh, yeah, let's start with AEW because they had some interesting things going on. First off, so how do you feel about Daniel Bryan and his so-called heel flip, if I'm you want to call it? Well, that's pretty much what it is. His promo with Hangman. It's pretty much what it is. You know, he's acting, you know, more heelish. He's acting more aggressive. He's uh, he's trolling the fans. You know, we got called fickle this week. Yeah, that's true. Everything. But and, it's uh, true. <laughs> But yeah, I'm enjoying this. You know, Daniel Bryan's proof that he can play both sides and he'll be amazing. You know, he's a good face, he's a good heel. And I kind of like seeing this side out of him. You know, I was expecting to see two faces. So this I really is, this like heel Daniel Bryan anyway. You know? And remember I said that the reason I wanted Miro to win was because it seemed kind of odd to have Hangman's first title defense be against a, another face and a popular one at that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And if uh, and Hangman will be a good start for I me. Mean, Daniel Bryan will be a good start for Hangman for uh I mean, for I think that it's, that it's almost the pinnacle to start at because it'll kind of validate his title run. Yeah, that's what it'll do. Run. It'll validate his title run right off, right off the bat. Right off the bat, because Daniel Bryan, you know, already mm-hmm. is known as who he is, and he came in fire on fire. Mm-hmm. All right, so what he's been doing is he's been he's been beating a member of a dark order every week, and most of the time it's in these guys' hometown. So this week with there in Chicago, so he had a match with Colt Cabana. You know, he literally he, uh, said he was gonna kick his head in, and he kicked his teeth out of his mouth. You know, he, he picks up his teeth at the end of at the end of the match. See, I kicked his teeth out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so today he's doing his thing. He's doing his thing. And I'm yes. enjoying this this feud. Proven as a face, proven as a heel. So I mean, I couldn't ask for a better start to Hangman's title run because. He needed he needed a, like a solid start. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Uh, coming off that went off Kenny Omega and ending his amazing run, he needed to keep the ball. He needed to keep the ball rolling. He yeah. needed to keep the momentum going. Moving forward here, yeah. Kenny Omega can't be the the peak of it. Yeah, yeah. He had to start off with somebody super strong. See, that's why I felt it should have been Miro because starting off with a face, everybody's going to expect him to lose the title immediately right. to somebody who's coming in fresh, too. And I love the fact that Daniel Bryan's using WWE to troll him, too. <laughs> Steady saying how he yeah. wrestled at WrestleMania yeah, and yeah, biggest yeah. matches and uh-huh. blah, blah, blah. 
I mean, and he's I like getting it. under their skin, too. Yeah, yeah, I like it. And then another thing that people are really talking about this week from AEW is uh, CM Punk and MJF uh, actually started off the show this week. That was you know, CM Punk comes out, then MJF comes out, and they, they spend like 20 minutes going back and forth. 18 minutes and 30 seconds. Just, just going back and forth with each other. I just mean, dropping the truth bomb just on each the, other. The, the immediate start to it was, doesn't feel good being interrupted, does it, Punky Brewster? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, here we go. Here we go. And I just... Buckled my seat belt and strapped in for the ride, and it was as good as I as I. Any wrestling fan, if you don't get like the between the lines of this promo, then you're living under a rock for the last ten years, (laughs) or should I say, the last seven years. (laughs) You know, MJF. uh, People always talk about how great he is on the microphone, and this was a perfect person for him to you know kind of test his skills with. Now, see if he can really hang on there with someone who's notorious for being great on the microphone. For being truthful on the microphone. Because MJF has, his persona has been to go to the line that nobody would cross. And CM Punk's persona was the line that nobody would cross. Yeah. And for these two to butt heads at it finally. And I think CM Punk needed this. Mm -hmm. Honestly, because I think people were kind of getting tired of him coming out every week cutting a promo like MJF said mm-hmm. I'm so glad to be in insert city here <laughs> oh boy I can't wait to wrestle against insert wrestler name here and it did start to get yeah. that yeah but I think that this feud will definitely be something to refresh CM Punk no this really, yeah, this uh, is the one that really, really bring him back like Darby Allen was the one to bring him back, but MJF is the one to make sure he still got it and people still believe in Punk the way that they used to. Right. Because people hate MJF as much as they love CM Punk. So That's true. It, 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 was, it was a good promo to see. Yeah. And, I mean, don't, don't get it twisted. Punk held it down, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, the shot at... The Rosie O'Donnell with him being a kid, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you probably got a poster of me on your wall. Calling him a less famous Miz. Oh, that because that that's hit. the person he's always getting compared to. Like people, they want to see this MJF and the Miz. They 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 want to see this happen. No, what killed me was he said, "You think that you're one of the four pillars of AEW, you don't even realize you've been replaced by Britt Baker. <laughs> that hit the mark. I was like, oh, now that one's harsh because Britt did kind of, I mean, everybody looked at the pillars as Jungle Boy, MJF, Darby Allen, and Sammy Guevara. Right. <laughs> you don't even realize you've been replaced by Britt Baker. <laughs> who has quickly become one of the most popular people in AEW. She hey, has. this, this promo was gold. It was everything that it was cracked up to be. I'm really looking forward to the match, too. Because I think MJF kind of proved something with his match with Darby Allen. It's like he can't go in that ring because he's always getting talked about on the microphone, but people fail to mention his in-ring stuff. Yeah, I've been saying it for a long time that I believe MJF really is like world champion status already. I mean, he is undefeated. And if he gets his win over CM Punk, that'll be huge for him. 
that would be massive. Yeah, it's true. That would be massive and something that you will never get him to shut up about. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. That would be beating the Undertaker streak at WrestleMania. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. To give CM Punk his first loss in the company that he wanted to come back to would be crazy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. And another thing that AEW's got going on is this uh, this TBS title tournament. Uh, we're reaching the the semifinals. I believe uh, one semifinal match is Thunder Rosa and Jade uh, Cardwell. Cardgill. Cardgill. And the other semifinal match is... On Dynamite this week, Ruby Soho and Chris Statlander will face off in the final quarterfinal match. And that person will face Nyla Rose in the semifinals. So whoever happens to win this title, you know, that'll, uh, we'll get a pretty good uh, first champion, I think. I'm just worried. About it being looked at. Because I don't know if AEW has the intention of it being a mid-card title. But automatically bringing out a second title makes it seem mid-card. Yeah, that's true. I'm I'm wondering how this is going to work with two titles. I think the only solution is to have Jay Cargill win. How do you say that? Because Jay Cargill is undefeated. In singles competition. Right. So her holding this title would make it seem like whoever's able to act like her holding it for a long time and somebody actually able to talk. She could be the Rob Van Dam to this title. What Rob Van Dam was to the television title. Or like Jay Lethal. Or Jay Lethal was to. Yeah, she could be that. To the television title, the unstoppable, unbeatable, year-long, like this title is synonymous with this person, and whoever beats her is made immediately. I feel you, I feel you, yeah, it's definitely a good idea. I think that's the only solution, because anybody else winning it is going to feel secondary, because Britt Baker's already beat them. And that's true. The one person Britt hasn't got her hands on, and hasn't beaten... Is Jade Cargill. Yeah, that's definitely a good point, Art. And speaking of Britt Baker, uh, apparently Riho's going to get another shot at her because uh, they had a, a Black Friday uh, match on Rampage this week. Mm-hmm. And Rio won. So, you know, she's going to get another, she's going to get a shot at Britt Baker somewhere down the line. Yeah. I don't don't see Britt losing to her, to be honest with you. Not only do I not see Britt losing to her, I don't know if, you know, just giving somebody just a title shot off of winning a battle royal without any storyline or any build-up or anything like that. That's what Ruby Soho did. I mean, but yeah, Ruby Soho had the debut aspect. Oh, Oh, she beat her. Did I not mention that? She She beat Britt. Oh, well, that makes more sense because yeah. now it seems like there, there's a person that can actually stand a chance yeah, to beat she, her. Yeah, she'd be Brett. So, yeah, that makes sense. All right. And another thing that happened on this week's AEW, probably uh, one of the crazier things, at least in my opinion, that happened uh, during the main <laughs> event. It was an eight-man tag. It was Cody Rhodes, Pac, and the Lucha Brothers against Andrade, uh, Malachi Black and FTR. 
And early in the match, first off, they booed Cody coming to the ring. Well, I've noticed, you know, online anyways, you know, I see <coughs> that Cody Rhodes gets more than his fair share of uh, haters, you know, mm-hmm. but I didn't really uh, trip see off that. See the fans turning on him. I didn't really trip off that until the match because uh, early on in the match, he threw his weight belt into the crowd, and then a little while later, the the person who had it, I guess, they threw, they threw it back at him. They threw it back in the ring. I've not seen this since John Cena and Rob Van Dam. <laughs> ECW and one night stand. Right at the ECW pay per view two thousand six. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah. Uh, anyway, after that happens, you know, Andrade he gets in the ring and he uh he grabs the belt, puts it underneath the ring. You know, I can't really tell if uh, you know that that kind of threw him off a little bit. He did seem a little frustrated to me. You know, he did seem a little uh, angry Thinking about it. Bad. Yeah. You know, and I, rem- I noticed Cody talking to, like, uh, one of the Lucha Brothers or something. And uh, eventually Cody gets his belt back from underneath the ring and then throws it out again. You know, I don't want to say that this, you know, threw them off their game because they are world-class <coughs> professionals. But, but this time to me, they it kept did. It. But to me, it did. It seemed, you know, it kind of a little bit. I think it put it put a little bit too much focus on what happened with that belt. Right. Maybe it's part of the story. Maybe Cody's seeing the fans turn on him, and he's gonna turn on them too. And we I all mean, know what happens when someone who who people don't like as a face happens to turn heel. Well, the bread, let's talk about that. The best for thing a since uh, sliced bread. Does it seems like in the wrestling business right now, people only like heels? What happened to the actual face being a face? I don't know. It seems like the heel or the anti hero is always the face, there's never an actual good guy. Maybe that's why I liked Bailey so much. I mean, there are, there are a couple people that get over on faces, but there, but there are some people that uh. When the company picks them at the I mean, face and they start pushing the faces, then the they only don't want it. it feels like the only there's only really one actual face on top right now, and that's Big E. Yeah, that, that's true. That's true. He feels like the only actual face on top right now. Everybody else is either anti-hero or a heel turn. You know. It doesn't really feel like a face person that has the crowd behind them. I mean, you can say Hangman, but Hangman's drinking beer and, you know, cowboy cowboy shit. shit. (laughs) And, you know, that's not really a face component is all that. Right, you know, you're not. He's not a white meat vanilla baby face. Right, he's not an actual baby face. Good guy, good guy. You know, that's what Cody uh presents himself as. And people hate him right now. Right, people they don't like Cody very much. Right. Yeah, I mean, what it really says a lot about the state of wrestling. I mean, to be honest with you, that is the hardest uh character to get over because 
You know, it gets boring after a while. I'm going to come out there and do the right thing and do this yeah, and do yeah. that. And, you know, we're like, we get it. You know, uh, heels can, you know, they can, uh, they can push the envelope more. They can be a you know, little they bit can more be, uh, They can be more, they can be more entertaining when they're insulting somebody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with anti-heroes, they don't have to be such uh, squeaky clean. They can get away with attacking people or assaulting somebody or yeah, drinking beer and doing stuff. Right, right. You know, anti-heroes they can get away with the dirtier side of things. Uh, clean, uh, squeaky face, uh, baby, baby faces, faces can't do that for real. Yeah, and people don't really like the fact that it's you're always going to be put off as better than them. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not really on the same level as them. You can't say you're the same as me. I think it works so well with Big E because he's so naturally funny. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have to try. I think Big E has both sides where he can be serious. And, I mean, he said it on Talk and Smack. Why can't I just be myself and still be looked at as a tough guy? Right, right. And uh, this uh, solo run he's had, it really did uh, help that tough guy persona. You know, he never really went healed, but he also showed you that he's not afraid to get down and dirty and fight with you, too. I think I think the person that did that for him was Seamus, because I never really saw Big E in that, mm. you know, hardcore perspective as a solo until he had that parking lot brawl with Seamus. Now, that was actually, like, made me look at him in a different light. Yeah, that's definitely true. That's definitely true. And I credit Seamus to a lot of these guys being like looked at as tough because he mean, did it for Cesaro, he did it for uh, McIntyre. McIntyre, he did it for you know. For that's what Seamus does, you know. He makes he makes you look like a tough guy because he's such a tough guy, and he's gonna bring that toughness out of you. That's what he does. Shout out to Seamus, man. Definitely, he he he, he, he does this. It's very overlooked in this game. You mm-hmm. hear me? And I'm glad that he got him a lackey for a change. <laughs> you know what but, I'm but yeah, more about Big E and the storyline that he's in right now. I'm really liking the storyline with Big E and Kevin Owens and Seth Seth Rollins. Rollins, I'm I'm looking forward to this title match eventually when it, I'm hoping it'll be a triple threat match. I'm looking forward to it. Cause they keep interfering in each other's stuff because this week Obviously, from Survivor Series Fallout, the egg was missing. Mm-hmm. And Good uh, Lord. all the superstars from SmackDown had to be on Raw this week. Yeah. So, they figured Sami Zayn was the one who figured out who found it. So, what it is, is uh, Mr. McMahon says, whoever finds this egg is going to get a shot at the WWE title. So Sami Zayn rats out Austin Theory, who took the egg to take a selfie with it, and and Austin Theory gets a title shot. Like this rewards him with a title shot, saying he reminds him of him, and then tells Sammy nobody likes a snitch. Bro, you literally just asked for somebody to snitch. Like that—that's what just happened here. It it, it it baffles me. It really does, you know. And it's just another way to uh, kind of put the boost to Sami Zayn, as they say. And I'm hoping that there is some kind of payoff somewhere down the line with Sami Zayn. Because right now, it feels like they're just putting the boots to him just to put the boots to him. 
They, you know, he's he's the he's the whipping boy at the moment. I'm I'm sorry to say, but it but it's true. Yeah, you know, he's I mean, taking the abuse right now. Yeah. You know, he gets pulled from from uh, Survivor Series. He uh he loses out on this WWE title match. We're gonna get into what happened with him on SmackDown. Yeah. So Austin Theory takes a selfie with McMahon and gets a title shot for stealing the egg. Right. A hundred million dollar egg. Mm-hmm. He gets a title shot for it. So he has a match with Big E. And before the match starts, first Seth Rollins comes down, then KO comes down, and they're both at ringside. Just steady like interfering in and out of the match, arguing with each other. Austin Theory gets caught with a big ending, pins him. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's really just—it's really just time to build on these three at this point. Yeah, like uh, like I said, I feel like they're doing a good job with the few right now, and I'm intrigued and I'm interested to see what's gonna happen next. You know, Biggie retains the title. It's gonna be uh, another big notch underneath his belt. You know, Seth Rollins and KO are you no know, slackers, as they say. They're both decorated and everything. But honestly, I hope it keeps going with Rollins. You know, I hope Biggie and Rollins can keep the feud going, you know, once KO's out of it. Hey, man, I'm getting to the point where I don't want to keep watching Rollins lose these feuds. I mean, at the point, at, the, uh, at this point, I feel like uh, what he does is he makes great feuds. You know, win or lose, they're still great feuds. They have been. All of them. Mm-hmm. And he reinvents himself after each one of them. Right. So, but I don't want to see him lose another one. The last one that he won was the Mysterio feud. Right, and then he lost the Edge feud. Those are the only two feuds over the last couple of years, Art. You know, long feuds anyway. He feuded with, with uh, Mysterio. He feuded with Cesaro. Edge. Cesaro. Okay, they also feuded for a little while with Cesaro. And he lost that one. But, I mean, can't say Cesaro came out better than Seth Rollins on that one. He did get a title shot and then lost that one. And he ain't really Mm -hmm. been up since. Now he's back to losing in tag matches. Which I'm so disappointed about. That's what I'm saying. Most people who feud with Rollins don't come out on the better side of it. I mean, there's Aleister Black, Rey Mysterio's in the tag team, you know, Cesaro's in the tag team. Edge hasn't... He's going to be on Raw tonight. I hope so. Let's do something. Yeah, Because it's not looking great for the people who feud with Seth Rollins. Win or lose, he still comes out like a shiny piece of gold (laughs) with a new persona. Because he's a revolutionary now. That's what he does. You know, Rollins is one of them guys that can make just about anything work. He has to be able to make just about anything work just to come out to dress the way he does. And now he's out there and got the crowd singing along to his song. Yeah. I was wondering, like, I hear them singing that song. I'm like, whose theme song is that? Like, oh, I just heard that. Right. Oh, like, it's his song. Yeah, it's his song. Yeah. Burn it down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I liked it from the beginning. And, I mean, he keeps reinventing himself. I've always, like, 
had a knack for him in the ring. I just hated the way you loved him. And now, like, I can love him too. So, <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. But, I, I mean... Let's talk about the actual shocking thing that was happening on Raw. The only shocking thing that happened right. was another title change hands, and it was the women's tag titles, which no one really is paying that much attention to. Yeah. Well, I've said it on the show before. I feel like it's kind of a, a drowning division. Like, there's just not oh, enough it's, of it's, them. It's all No, it's already drowned because... They split up every single tag team they had, and they have no actual well, dead, established tag teams. And now it's to the point where, in order for somebody to challenge for them, they just have to become friends out of nowhere. Well, if it was dead, it'd be dead and gone, and we wouldn't have women's tag team titles. Like well, a- you might as well call it that. It's just now they're... I mean, it's an accolade for people, for someone to have. It's almost like the 24-7 title. It's almost worse than that. No, I wouldn't say that, to be honest with you. I mean, there's a title you win in the ring, and, you know, it's not one of those comedian titles that they do with the skits and everything. You know, it's, I think it's a step above that. The last couple of times the 24-7 title has changed hands has been in the ring. But it can change hands outside the ring arc. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not supposed to be real... A real prestigious title. Yes. That's my so point So they here. shouldn't be actually having matches for it, which they've been having. Right. Okay, so anyway, back to the women's tag team title. Yeah, the, the winners are uh, Queens Alita and uh, Carmella. And to be completely honest with you, you know, we did ask for you know, something with Queens, with, uh, Queens Alita. And technically, this is an accomplishment. You know, she's been, she's been looking all right. You know, I like the cold red on her. You know, she's got a gold around her waist. Her British accent's getting better. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's working. <coughs> but she's coming into it. That's I, actually I like funny. This. She is coming into her own. And I'm very proud of Selena Vega for making every crappy thing that they gave her. She's making it work. Like, we always knew that she could. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm liking this. I feel like when she split from Andrade and and whoever he was teaming with at the time. It's probably Andrade and Angel Garza. I'm sorry, way, Angel. Yeah, either way, when she split from him and said, I'm done with this, I got I'm I can do better things by myself, that was the time for her to be pushed back then. But better late than never, I guess. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's just it's just weird watching her go from a complete jobber to not being able to be beat all of a sudden. Yeah. It's just weird. But congrats to them, though. And, th- and Carmella is getting very decorated on the slide. Hey, well, she, you know, she got her accolades about her. Uh, former SmackDown Women's Champion, two-time Two Money, Money in the, the Bank, Bank winner, and now twenty-four-seven uh, title holder, and now the one half of the Women's Tag Team Champions. You let's know, not get Carmella twisted. She's got her accolades about her. Let's not get her twisted out mm-hmm. here, y'all. Better start showing Carmella some respect. Mm-hmm. By the way, that float over uh, X Factor. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. 
thing of beauty. But another thing Keep that they're that doing Bella. that they're doing on Raw that I'm enjoying is uh, Becky Lynch and Liv Morgan. I, I'm really liking this feud. Uh, I feel like what they're doing is they're they're uh, they're pushing Liv up towards that title slowly but surely. I doubt it. You know, maybe not to get it, I but she's definitely look bad, bro. I don't see how that is. You know, because yeah, uh, Becky Lynch taunted her this week and she and uh, brought her to tears a little bit, but she did get in her face. She did slug her one. You know, yeah, no. she stood her ground. Liv Morgan is super popular. I get what they're trying to do. I don't feel it's working, in my opinion. They're trying to play the sympathy card, the underdog sympathy card. I you like never it. accomplished anything. You never done anything. So, what makes you think you're gonna do this? The problem is, I don't think they're gonna let her do it. It would work if they let her do it. Yeah, well, never say never, Art. I'm saying it. I think. I think, and especially. Especially after that video surfaced. What video? Of her and Ruby at the airport. Oh. Yeah. Well, I, I would hope that they're not that petty. I think that... Come on now, hey. dude. Come, you know how petty they are. I just, I just don't feel good about this. I don't. I don't. I don't. And, and I don't. Alright, as long as you don't. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't feel good about this. I don't like it. I don't like how they're how they're doing it. I don't like how they let Becky get on commentary during all the live matches and just bury her. Well, I, I'm I'm enjoying this feud. I feel like it is lift and live up. And you know, it'd be great to see her get the title. But well, you're, you're, right now, I feel like she's a legitimate contender. For you're me. way more optimistic about it than I am. Yeah, I know. So, go ahead, bro. I, uh, Have your optimism. What about, about Damian Priest and uh, Apollo Crews? Well, I'm looking forward to this, too. You know, I like Damian Priest. You know, I like what they're doing with him. And Apollo hasn't really been making noise since he got brought to Raw. And it was going to be a video. I know it was just going to be a matter of time before it did get into this United States title uh, scene. I really enjoyed him on SmackDown with the Intercontinental title. So, yeah, I think this is a good feud. Yeah, it should be the one for him. Yeah. It should be the one. Because him with General Aziz on the outside, mm -hmm. and that, this should make Damian Priest look like a badass. This should be the one. They've really been doing a good job at that. Um, you know, Damian Priest did pin uh, Drew McIntyre on his way out the door on Raw. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did successfully defend against Sheamus. on his way out the door. Yeah, not Raw. everybody. Everybody. You know, uh, Damian Priest did it and Sheamus did it. Other than that, you know, Drew was. And Big E did it too. And Big E did it in the title match. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not like they just uh, <coughs> job them all the way down and they just make everybody. And you just make them put everybody over because. I they think did he help wanted to. Yeah. I think he wanted to. Yeah, I could definitely see that. He knew he that. was leaving Raw. He knew he could build himself back up pretty easily. And Damian Priest getting that win is a big notch underneath his belt. Yeah, I think he wanted to. Yeah, I, I could I could understand that. All right, moving on to SmackDown. 
My fave. All right. Uh, I guess let's just get into this thing with Sami Zayn. Okay. Well, they had a battle royal, a Black Friday battle royal to determine right. who was going to be the number one contender for Roman Reigns' title. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was just all, it seemed like, I mean, so Happy Corbin and and Madcap Moss was just going in, eliminating people, bro. <laughs> like, they eliminated the Viking Raiders. Like, they was just eliminating people. And I'm like, Madcap Moss eliminated Ricochet, I believe. Like, this was just crazy. And then eventually and then, they eliminated... Uh, and then Madcap Moss goes to eliminate Corbin and was like, I got you. Yeah, you were close. I got my eyes on and you. And then Corbin eliminates him right after and was like, uh, I got you. Oh, you you slick guy, uh, Mr. Wise guy, you got me. <laughs> you know, they, they got the whole finger gun wise guy thing right. shaking their fingers at each other. And the whole thing, like, I I feel like the whole premise of this was to build Jeff Hardy and tear him right back. <laughs> I don't believe that. I'm, I'm playing, bro, but it just feel like... That's what they be doing with him. But anyway, uh, the match and Sami Zayn goes through the ropes and yeah, not over the get, top. He, he catches a... I don't know what finisher he catches, but he goes through the ropes. And then Jeff Hardy gets the last elimination. I didn't notice that he was out there for majority of the match. And then they ring the bell and say Jeff Hardy wins. And then Sami Zayn slides back in and eliminates Jeff Hardy. And then now Sami Zayn's won. And I it, think that that's BS, bro. Because do you notice that, like, in in any other Royal Rumbles where people are out of the ring and somebody thinks they won, the announcer never announces them as the winner? And their music probably just plays or something, but the announcer announces that never announces them as the winner? Yeah, I, I, I never noticed that before. Because everybody's not eliminated. They never do the false, like, and the winner is. But they did this time. That was what was surprising to me. I guess they really wanted to give you the impression that Jeff Hardy won. What surprises me is they actually let Sami Zayn win the battle royal at all. Because, like I said earlier when we talked about Sami Zayn, he's just been taking one gut punch after another after another, after another recently. And now he he's, hasn't really won anything. And now he's in line to face Roman Reigns for the Universal title. And we're just supposed to believe that this match is not going to be a steamroll. Well, like, hold on. One more gut punch. Bam! Before he even <laughs> before he even got a chance to finish celebrating. Right, Caleb Brown they took the moment the away from him. It's about to interview him. And then she gets word... That Brock Lesnar is going to be there next week, so his suspension is lifted. Yeah, his suspension got lifted. So, so Adam Pearce looks crazy, and then they shoot to the back, and Roman Reigns is looking crazy. So they immediately took the like moment. He didn't away even get his moment, Zane. man. And and that's the thing, you know, because uh, I remember saying this when it was uh, Bobby Lashley versus Kofi Kingston this year at Money in the Bank. Nothing against Kofi Kingston, just like nothing against Sami Zayn. But with the perception that they are right now, you know, exactly. where we're seeing them, these these guys should not be the ones going for the title. 
Not only should they not be going for the title, if they do, it shouldn't be competitive. And it wasn't competitive with Bobby Lashley and Kofi Kingston. Now, if I'm not mistaken, that match was pretty decisive. Yeah, it wasn't just decisive. He murdered him. And this match should be worse. And that was when Bobby Lashley was like, enough of the BS, I'm done partying and coming right. out with women. And this match should be worse. Because at least Kofi Kingston had the accolade of being WWE champion before. So, you know, at least he got that going for him. Sami Zayn doesn't even have that. You know? But Sami Zayn has the reputation of being crafty, so maybe he can pull a one-two to make you think he's going to win. If this match is or not... Or they'll have him win by count-out. If this match is not decisive and over very, very quickly, I will be shocked. That's well, that's the way I'm looking at this. Well, if this if match he happens... Even had, I was going to say, well, Brock Lesnar just returned, so he yeah. might just... Take Sammy out and take the match. If this match even happens. Because I would not be surprised if it didn't. You know, that's maybe why they did Not only why would I not be Sammy surprised, Zane. I'm actually counting on it to not happen. Yeah, you know, I think that's maybe why they did, uh, they gave Sammy this shot. So, it'll be so believable he, when Brock no. comes in there and that fires him and takes it. I think they just gave him something else to complain about when he gets it taken from him. So which gives them, however long his contract is, it gives them that many more months to complain about him getting that title shot taken away. And, and the thing is, I understand that, you know, he's playing a character, he's a conspiracy victim, and he's, you know, he's, all this is supposed to happen to him, you know, but, it's his character. Yeah, but, but it's no longer a conspiracy when we see it happen. It gets to the right. You know, when he's right about the conspiracy, then what? <laughs> you know, because you know, when things weren't going his way and he was saying these things, you know, like, my foot was on the ropes, this, that, and the third. And right, like, we never okay. got that documentary about right. it. You'd be like, okay, Sarah, sure, Sammy. But now he actually has a complaint, you know? The conspiracy <laughs> victim actually has something to gripe about now. Right, we actually see it's no longer a conspiracy He's actually telling the truth. Right, right, you know. I just think that uh, hopefully this character gets something. You know, you can't just take everything away from him. You, know, you can't just push him all the way down. Well, they're trying. I guess. Because they took the moment away immediately. And not only did they take that moment away, they took the moment from Jeff Hardy fans immediately. That, I, I definitely think that Jeff Hardy's going to get a shot at Roman Reigns. Probably after Brock Lesnar. Because what I'm hoping they're doing is I'm hoping that they're going to find a way to keep Drew McIntyre warm and, you know, keep his momentum going. So when he does get a shot at Roman, people will believe that he can, that he can beat him. Because right now, Drew McIntyre is uh, my pick to beat to the throne Roman Reigns. You know, he's uh, my best bet, as they say. Because he was, was he WWE champion or universal champion? He was WWE champion twice. So that's what I'm saying. That's the belt he hasn't held. So right, he had it, held it. It makes sense if he hadn't held right. it before. And, and the thing of it is, I love Roman Reigns as champion. And I remember uh, hearing about this, and I think I say this all the time on this show. 
good champions, not much, without good contenders. And yeah, I think that's where they might be slipping up a little bit. You know, they haven't built somebody who's believable to go toe to toe with Roman Reigns. And you know, that's a problem. That is, is Drew McIntyre, but he's already lost to Roman Reigns at Survivor Series. Right, right. He has already lost, and they didn't put him in the Battle World this week. You know, he got taken out of there. He comes down there swinging Agatha. You know, swinging his sword, and everybody just clears out of the battle royal. You know, before it even starts, and eventually, uh, Adam Pearce comes down there and you know, takes him out of the ring. You know, I, I don't know what they're doing, but I hope that they're gonna start building some momentum for Drew McIntyre. You know, well, give him a couple good feuds to you know keep him warm until he gets to Roman. You know what I hope. I hope Shinsuke defends that Intercontinental title sometime soon before we forget that it exists. I've said it before and I'll say it again. For some reason, Shinsuke's reigns always go like this on the main roster. The man is a former, the man is a two-time Intercontinental Champion and a former United States Champion. And every one of his reigns, they go like this. You know, well, he wins the title. Overshadowed by a guitar then, player or a violin no, player. No, he, he wins the title and then they just stop pushing him, like, at all. You know, some uh, half the time he's off TV with the, you know, with the, uh, with the, with the title he has. This, this is, because all the focus is on his. I like Rick Boogs, but the focus should be on Shinsuke being Intercontinental Champion. Why couldn't it be the persona where he plays guitar side of the ring to distract people? Yeah, I, I like that. You know, he doesn't exactly have to wrestle. The the usefulness of a good manager, at least in WWE these days, it's kind of lost. It's Andrade. I mean, uh, Zelina Vega was a great manager. Lana was a good manager. You know, uh, let's see. Uh, Paul Elring was a good manager. Uh, you know, when he was with AOP. Hell, Sami Zayn was a pretty good manager when he was managing when he was managing Shinsuke and Cesaro. I'm just saying, it's just the point that they every manager besides Paul Heyman ends up in the ring now. You know, I think that's what it is. You know, if you're not actually in the ring, well, if you're on camera and you're not in the ring doing it, it's almost like it doesn't count. You know, to some people, and that's just not the case. You know, there's still a, a very good role for valets and for good managers. Well, Things they're, that not, they're not giving us a good case for it because Boogs lost the match this week right. anyway. Right. I got you. Not only did he get in the ring and still do all the extra stuff that he that a manager shouldn't do, he mm-hmm. lost too. Mm-hmm. And... and it's bringing that title down, and he doesn't even have it. That's true. And but, I mean, thing, kudos to Pat McAfee's enthusiasm. He's one of the best things about this whole thing. He keeps me, he keeps me interested in See, this. I think that they don't even need Shinsuke in this gimmick. That's the problem with it. Yeah. Is with Pat McAfee and Boogs, what do you need Shinsuke for? That, that's true. That's true. It's like he almost... He's almost the, he's third, the, third, he's the third, wheel. third wheel. He's the Intercontinental Champion. Boom. Like, you called it. Weird. All right, go ahead, bro. But another thing on SmackDown that I'm not really getting is this uh, thing with Charlotte Flair and Tony Storm. I feel like 
it's the same thing with Roman Reigns. SmackDown has a lot of women who have not exactly uh, gotten the, the accolades under their belt yet. At least not on the main roster. People like Tony Storm and, and Morgan on SmackDown and Aaliyah. This is exactly what Shotzi they're doing Blackheart. with Liv Morgan. Well, it's saying. not the same thing because at least Liv Morgan bucks back at Becky Lynch. Tony Storm did not even get the opportunity to put the, to you know show the fight this week with Charlotte Flair. She didn't fight at all. Like she she goes out there. And her and Charlotte, they have their exchange of words. And then Charlotte pie faces her with the pie. And then they get outside the ring. And Charlotte walks directly up to her. And and does it again. again. You know, and uh, I don't know if they're going to give Tony Storm the shot at Charlotte Flair. This is ridiculous. But if they are... Personally, I, I would like, like to see I feel you know like, more of an effort to uh, make her believe, make her to be a believable challenger. I feel like Becky and Charlotte, and you know, they are just punking this. Like this, this class of women aren't even putting up a fight against them promo wise. Like they're getting ate up. Like watch doing. Watching the Liv Morgan cry thing is uncomfortable. Like, forget the fact that she punched her one time. Like, she keeps doing it. And she keeps crying behind it instead of, like, getting mad. Like, how do you know those were angry tears? Still, I'm just saying, bro. This is getting weird to watch them not put up a fight or cry or, you know, things like that. They're supposed to be out there going at them, trying to get that title shot, attacking them at every turn, making it seem like they're valid contenders. Right now, any person that gets in the ring with either one of them besides each other seems like they're going to get washed. I don't, I still don't agree with you on Liv Morgan, but it is true on Tony Storm. Like At this point, I don't see Tony really putting up that big of a fight against Charlotte. Should she get the shot? Should she? Should she get the shot? And if she's not gonna get the shot, then then what's the point? Because it's not doing anything for either one of them. If the match is gonna happen, you know, it's just making Charlotte look like a bully, and it's making Tony Storm look like someone who doesn't belong in the same like universe as, as Charlotte Flair right now. Like a punk. Yeah, they. I mean, they're getting punked, dude, and it's crazy to watch. And the old, like, might as well just put Sasha in there and give us what we asked for the first time. Because I'm ready. I'm ready to see it. Man, let's go. They are steady holding out. They're trying to give us Shotzi and, and Sasha. I think they're trying to build for it, you know. And uh, I think Shotzi, Shotzi and Sasha's feud, that's working. I'm that's enjoying watching this one. Pretty good. Yeah. I, I like I like watching them work with each other. Yeah, I'm doing this one. At least is you know bucking back every single time, and she's getting the best of Sasha on occasion. She mm-hmm. attacked her first with mm-hmm. the Tony Storm thing. She's coming out there on the mic and just getting beat up. That's the thing. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. You know, right now she's not looking like she's a threat to Charlotte Flair like at all, and that's not the way that it should go if she's coming at that title. So, I'm wondering, are the women's tag champs going to be on SmackDown, too? Are they still 
uh, multi showed. I mean, technically, I think they're supposed to be, but what business do they have on SmackDown? Like, who? What tag team is on SmackDown? What tag team's on Raw except for Super Brutality? They don't have any tag teams. That's the that's, thing. That's why they're building Naomi and Sasha. That's the thing. They don't got no tag teams. They got they got uh, Sonya De- Sonya Deville and and Shayna Baszler, and Sonya's in a suit. Yeah, that's true. Who'd she team her with this week to uh, fight Natalia. Naomi and Sasha? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, even though Naomi and Sasha get the win, I noticed that Sasha didn't tag in the match not one single time. It was basically a handicap match. Well, hell, it was a handicap match. You know, Sasha get a little hits off on uh, whoever was illegal, but as far as the in-ring work, Naomi did all that. All of it. And while, while Sonya Deville's on commentary, just saying how much she supports her and saying how great of a talent she is and how happy she is that she's here, and she gives it a little sarcastic clap at the end of the at the end of the match. Good she for says you. You did a great. You did a great job. Good for you. You know. <laughs> I'm if I don't like her, why am I booking her in these matches? Yeah, why am I giving her these opportunities? I'm looking forward to this feud, too. Because Sonya Deville is playing the part of the bad boss, you know, the heel boss, pretty well. I'm enjoying it on her. Because she has, she is doing things that make me literally not like her very much. Well, if people like Brock Lesnar, then so is Adam Pearce. Man, that's true. So I got to give him credit, too. We just didn't like the fact that they were GM on both shows during Survivor Series season. Adam Pearce has an excuse, though. You know, Adam Pearce has a legitimate reason to want Brock Lesnar to be suspended. You saw what happened to him. Yeah. He got F5. So bad, he tore his pants. Twice. Twice. (laughs) Twice. Adam Pearce and his stuff with Brock Lesnar, that's not the same thing. You know, yeah, Sonya Deville has Naomi. no reason to have a, a beef with Naomi. You know? Yeah, I don't like that. I mean, but but it's working. It's working for Naomi. It's yeah, finally it's getting her back getting, on TV and back up there. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's so a good I'm happy for that Naomi. working out. And I'm hoping this leads to a match. I mean, I don't know what else they could lead to. Between them two? Yeah, between Naomi and uh, Sonya Deville. Well, I'll hold out for it because I don't really feel it coming, but you got I any? feel it. I feel them trying it. You got anything else, dog? Because cause I think we covered just about everything. No, I don't think so. Well, tell them where to reach you then, bro. Uh, got um, Matt Lindsay on Facebook. Matt Lindsay 677 on Instagram. Our dog one on Instagram. Our dog 3 on Twitter. And you can hit us up. Well, forget the Gmail. <laughs> we are the Sons of Legends and we will holler at you guys next week. Thank you guys for listening to the show. Bye-bye.